welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Greetings from Hungary. As you know, I'm here. I'm headed to the States tomorrow. Just for a little bit of uh, an, inter an uh, introduction here. My name is Stephen Kuhn, if you don't know. 
I'm the second one down in the middle, I think. I didn't PTR yet, but there I am. Um, I'm the author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha, which is a book about owning your presence in life and becoming the epic leader that you're meant to be. This book has now become curriculum in Forbes Business School and two other Ivy League top business schools as well, which surprised the hell out of me. Uh, but that's what happens when you set focus on the intention and not the outcome. I'm a business advisor. I've, I've worked and lived in, in, in uh, seven countries, worked in more countries, lived in seven, uh, and uh, currently launching an um, ecosystem for veterans, connecting them to uh, NFT, crypto, and the metaverse, which is now being launched on 21st of February. And therefore, I'm going to New York uh, to meet with um, Amelia Antonetti, who is one of our uh, advisors. And I will be interviewed probably Fox, CNN, Bloomberg, Cheddar and some other stations. I have no idea what they are. So it'll be a big week this week. So watch the news. You might see me on the business channel. Uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome considering that I live in Hungary <laughs> and uh, looking forward to it. But today, my I had this, I, you know, we get uh, we get these these uh, ideas. And the idea today is things we can learn from famous friends, right? F famous friendships. And I'm thinking I'm going famous friendships, famous friendships. Do you mean my famous friendships or friendships from famous people or friendships on TV for famous people? Or, you know, I'm thinking like, what is it? And then, then I thought, wait a second, friendships are all the same. Like it depends on two people or the group of people. And so what does friendship even mean when you say, what do we learn from it? You know, and I, I think, I think there's a lot to be said for how do I approach and use the word friend because living in Europe, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing joke that every time you meet an American, they say, how are you doing my friend? And so the word has little meaning over here when an American says it, right? Uh, the same thing goes for, Hey, hi, how are you doing in America? They ask you, hey, how's it going? I'm good. And they keep walking here. If they ask you, Hey, how you doing? If I ask someone, Hey, how you doing? They'll stop and tell me, right? So you got to choose your words. And um, when, when you say, hey, man, it's my good friend, and this is my friend, and that's my friend, and that's my friend. I got, I got, what, three or four friends, like real friends that I can count on. Like if I'm dying and I call them and say, dude, woman, girl, whatever, come get me. And, 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 and most of you know my story from my suicide attempt where uh, it didn't work, thank God. And uh, I stood there and I called my friend Michael in Austria and said, dude, if you don't come get me, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. It didn't take but five minutes. I had a plane ticket and a taxi at my door. That's, that's, that's friendship, right? So what do we learn from famous friendships? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we learn from the external like that so well. Uh, you know, there's knowledge, there's theory, there's, um, applied knowledge. So for me, it's like a college professor. They'll, they'll go and they'll study years and years and years and they'll teach for 20, 30, 40 years. They'll be tenured, super, super smart, wearing the bow tie, the whole works, right? I, I wear a bow tie occasionally too. So nothing wrong with that but they've never applied that knowledge. So is that knowledge actually theirs? Did they actually learn it? Or did they just learn the theory? If you don't apply the knowledge, you don't own that knowledge. If you don't apply that knowledge, you'll never know what kind of a world you can create using that knowledge, applying that knowledge, because you make it yours once you apply it, right? You, you, you adapt this, you do this, you do that, you change this a little bit, you change that a little bit. And that's why me personally, I'm very hungry for knowledge. And that's why me personally, I have a lot of contacts, a lot of so-called friends and real friends and really, really good friends and super, super duper friends, right? So <laughs> different levels of them because I love learning and applying that knowledge, which is how 
I got to where I am, which is relative to everybody. It's not a big deal. But for me, uh, I just want to paint the picture. Um, grew, up, grew up in central Pennsylvania. Okay, you know, Pennsylvania, we call it Pennsylvania. And a uh, little, little hillbilly-ish. And, uh, you know, wasn't rich by any means. Lived in a mobile home. Had, you know, like five fathers by the time I was 18. Left for the Army. Uh, had no no experience in life, nothing. Went in the Army for seven, seven years. Uh, served uh, meritoriously. Uh, went to Iraq. Got a Bronze Star. Got out and started my life. Here I am living in Hungary, 35 years later, in a little village, 2,000 people. And we have a project in America that's doing millions. We have an investment fund that's launching. Um, I was voted the number two military entrepreneur influencer in all of America two years ago, and I don't even live there. So how is that even possible? Is it because I'm an amazing person and I can teleport? No, it's not. Why is it? It's because I have friends that I can count on, number one. Number two, those friends become business partners or business partners become friends and we can count on each other. So the deployment of our ability, the deployment of our businesses, the deployment of all of our knowledge that's been applied, right, is then implemented and disseminated through my friends who are mostly now all business partners. And so if you want my opinion on what we learned from famous friendships, I'm not sure there's much out there to learn that we can't learn on our own if we're open to it and we actually want to look at the details of how things work in our life. And just calling somebody a friend doesn't mean they're a friend. Can you count on them? Like, you know, like TM said, you know, whole, whole, get, get, get your counsel from someone who knows what the heck they're talking about. And, and you got to remember that a lot of people, especially friends, especially friends who are, let's say you grew up with seven friends and they're all in your neighborhood. You're getting ready to break out. You're getting ready to leave. You're going to go, go to Hollywood and become a star. They may be happy for you, but their feeling of loss will be greater than their feeling of happiness more than not. And so they're going to say things like, oh, it's okay if it doesn't work out. You can come back. and It's not a big deal and all these kind of things, right? Because they're scared, right? They're scared to let you go. They're scared to see you succeed. And they sit there and feel like maybe they could have done something different. You know, I see it all the time. I, I went to my 20... I want to say 25, 20, I don't remember, 25th high school reunion, 25 year high school reunion. And uh, I sort of got that treatment like, oh my gosh, you're living in Europe and all oh, this, that, and the other, and da, 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 I'm like, it's all relative. But you can see them excusing what they're doing now for not taking the steps that they could have taken to, to, to have a life that was amazing, right? Because I've truly had an amazing life. And uh, it's it's a great opportunity to, to, to show them that the, the key to success is knowing that every second of every single day is the day that you can begin to make that difference. And moving on to friendships, in our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, we, we talk about investing in relational capital. And that, that, that means elevating others. That means investing in them, helping them move forward, help them with joint ventures, collaborations, introductions. And if you've ever been on the phone with me, most of you have, uh, in this room, at least in the, on the, this end of the table, you'll know that I'm always looking for a way that I can add value, but I don't do it like, Hey, how can I add value? I listen, we talk. And the next thing you know, I'm writing an email while we're talking, introducing you to someone to take you to an, uh, another place. And that's a level of friendship where trust is a big part of it. 
And when you invest in relational capital, you're investing, you're showing up wholly and fully, you're creating space, you're showing up wholly and fully for that person in front of you with no preconceived notions, no cookie cutter solutions, and no focus on the outcome. You're only focusing on the intention of adding value by solving problems. So you got a problem, we talk, I find someone, write an email, introduce you to, and off you go. That's my magic. I'm the, I'm the master problem solver because of that. And I don't call myself that, that's, that's what other people call me. Right, so it's something that I sort of, I think friendship is a, is a very, very wide uh, spectrum. And I think there's different levels of friendship. Like I would consider TM a friend, and we met one time. But because of the, the daily contact that we have in here, you know, a friend, Sarah's a friend, Liza's a friend, Glenn's a friend, you know, all these, at least, you know, Alexander, we've met all these people, we've spoken, you know, Dora Maria's a friend, Scott's a friend, you know, Ramon came to my house in Hungary and visited me and had a coffee with me, you know, um, it's, it's something that we have to embrace or don't have to, we should, we, we can embrace to the degree that they are a part of our lives, right? For instance, I would invite everyone right now on this, um, end of the table to my house in Hungary to visit. Like I would, without a doubt, you know, invite all of you to come. Does that, does that, does that mean we're like best friends? No, it doesn't, but it means we could be, right? That means we're walking down that path. That could be that way. And so I, I just, I, I, I feel like very blessed to live the life that I live and to have gone what I've gone through, especially in the last three months, and to have the support of someone like Linnell, you know, in here, um, or, or Glenn, or even Sarah, you know, supported me there in that, in that situation. Well, Monica, my cousin, uh, you know, uh, endless support. She's a, she's a super, superstar, rock star. Um, and, and, and I consider them friends. You know, even Jeff, Jeff the Preacher. Jeff, you know, he, uh, he, he hired me, Jackie. Everyone, everyone just sort of reached out. That's, that's a level of friendship that you can't really, GI reached out, Kimberly reached out. You know, you can't really... Um, Sean Shapiro reached out, even Renee <laughs> reached out. And that's, I can't put that into a box. I wish I could, but I can't because it's a, it's a constant development, right? So this is all about what we can learn from famous friendships. Let me tell you about a few famous friendships that I had or have. One was a short-lived friendship. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a friendship. It was more like a he needed me for three weeks and we became super tight and I never talked to him again after that. I mean, I saw this guy 24 hours a day, naked, in the car, in the hotel, drunk, uh, you know, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the concert and everything else. And that was Mick Jagger. So I was with him for three weeks, 24 hours a day. And we were tight. I knew everything about this guy, his daughters, his different sons and different children that came one day, like one day one would come, then they'd leave. The next day, the next one would come, then they'd leave. And, and uh, that was an interesting uh, relationship. And what I learned there is that he was a lonely man. He was a lonely, lonely man. Famous since he was 18. This was in 1998. Um, and he would sit in the car with his hands under his legs, scared of having an accident. Always, constantly. And the guy was a lonely man. You know, he, he, he really, he didn't have any friends. You know, everyone would call him his friend. Everyone would say, I'm a friend with Mick, but he didn't really have any friends that I saw. Even the other band members, they hardly ever talked to each other. Charlie Watts was probably the most calm one. Everyone else was either drunk or high. So um, there wasn't much friendship going on there. And, uh, that, and that's what I learned. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, how much you earn, how, much, how famous you are, whatever. Matter of fact, the more famous you are, probably the less friends you have.
And that also has to do with the level of trust that you're willing to give out because you're protect, trying to protect your assets, which is your, your uh, reputation. I get that. Another famous friendship I had have was with Olivia Newton-John. Uh, I worked with her for three years, brought her company and her husband's company to six countries in Europe, hung out with her, partied with her, not really hard, but you know, just went out and stuff and, uh, and really had a good time with her. And she is probably the most specifically detailed person I've ever met. And so as a friend of hers, she would expect things from you. She would say it one time and that was it. And I worked with her, but we were friends. We went, you know, private trips together and things like that. And we, you know, drove all around Europe and these kind of things. And she was uncompromising in her standards, even with friends. And that's where I see a lot of lines are blurred, blurred lines. We're not going to sing that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I see a lot, of, a lot of lines are blurred there. Sometimes people are like, well, dude, you're my friend, man. Well, yeah, but I have core principles and values that I operate by. What's that got to do with friendship? If you're a friend, you'll respect that. And she was hardcore about that. I mean, it was like there was not even a centimeter or an inch of leeway. And so I learned from her, your morals and principles are the thing that dictates your life. And therefore, it all strengthens the, the business relationships and the friendships that you have. You know, you don't, you don't make an exception for a friend uh, and do something that you wouldn't normally do, period. Right? And you wouldn't let them do something to you that other people would, you wouldn't let other people do to you. At least that's the way I, I see it. Third one, um, I worked for Andrea Bocelli for two years, uh, back until 2016 or 17, I think. And uh, I was uh, part of his management team, and I took care of some of his uh, some of his different orchestra pieces and classic guitarists, and uh, you know did a lot of, uh, did a lot of deals with like you know Warner Brothers and Universal and all these kind of things had zero experience in that industry. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Three. I just walked up to him and uh, backstage one time and ended up landing and meeting with him the next day. It took 10 minutes and they brought me on with a retainer and commission uh, for the deals that I bring in, uh, which is unheard of. <clears throat> I, I, I simply created space, added value, and they, and they took it on. And I ended up having a really good rela relationship with, his, with, his, with Andrea's wife, Veronica. She is probably the toughest woman, woman, woman I've ever met. And believe me, if you'd, you've ever met my mother, you'd wonder how that's possible. <laughs> and uh, Veronica is a tiger, the savviest businesswoman killing it. You know, they made 50 million a year, the two, two years I was working with them. And she was doing everything on her own. And this woman had friends around her and she brought them everywhere. She brought her pastor everywhere they went, every concert in the world. She had her friends with her and her pastor with her. And he blessed the stadium before or the, the arena before. They had prayers before. It was incredible. And what I learned from her was keep your friends close, right? Keep your friends close. Be truthful to them. If you can afford it, bring it. Bring them with you wherever you go. And if that could be a spiritual bringing and that could be a physical bringing, it could be locational, it could be financial, whatever it is. And if you ask any of my friends, I'm, I'm very uh, liberal with my 
uh, with sharing my, um, let's say, money, if you will. Uh, very liberal. Uh, you need something, I got you, you know. And the law of reciprocity dictates that it will come back to me, whether it's from you or somebody else, doesn't even matter. And I see money as energy. So when it's gone, it's gone. And I'm a conduit. If I, I'm not a collecting, I'm not a bucket. I'm a conduit. So that money's got to keep flowing, man. If that money doesn't flow, it's going to get it's going to get stowed up. It's going to get into into a jam, and it won't, and no more will come. So, got to keep flowing. Got to keep flowing. And that's why there's so many projects out there. That's why there's so many companies. I think I have equity in 22 companies, own six, or have ownership in six, uh, and I don't work that much. Why? Because I got friends. And I got friends that I've empowered, friends that I brought into businesses, friends that brought me into businesses, and we help and support each other. And we only do what we like to do. Why? Because the friendship has to stay intact, as does the business. So if we're friends and you're doing something in my business that you don't like to do, we're not going to stay friends very long because you're not going to do it very well. Right? It's the same thing with non-friends, with just employees or, or business partners or collaboration partners. We got to find out what we're, you know, what, what we're good at, and that's what we got to do. Law of the architect, baby. Law of the architect. A house is built for a specific reason with specific static static angles on it so that the whole house could stay up. The same thing goes for a business. You have different people in that business with different talents that hold up that business. And you better damn sure be, uh, damn, damn sure be able to trust them without looking over their shoulder and wondering what's going on. Friendship. Friendship in business, right? Um, I've, I've made friends in business over the years where today, to this day, um, they still come to my birthday parties, or if I have any, uh, or you know, all, any, any any kind of event. We're inviting each other all the time, and this is twenty years ago, because we came friends in business. Me as the director, uh, them as they the, them as the employees. We could get into a lot of what that means and how friendship and business goes, but let's let's roll on. We got ten minutes, and I'd like to get some comments on what I said. I know I freeformed it today, Sarah. I'm sorry, it probably wasn't exactly what you were expecting. Um, but I felt like this was uh, more relevant to where we are uh, in today's world and that friendship is sacred. Uh, friendship is golden. It's something to be protected, but there's no compromise in your core values and principles. When you're even with your hanging out with Mick Jagger or Olivia Newton-John or Andrea Bocelli. Matter of fact, that's why they allowed me into their circle because of that integrity and because of that, uh, those moral principles. So, I have a few messages here from people. Um, oh, today is Andrea Bocelli's birthday. My goodness. Oh, well, Daryl's. What's Darryl's. that? Daryl's. Oh, Daryl's. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. Let me let, let me hear. Um, let me let me hear from Linnell. You just wrote me. Let me let me hear from you. What do you think of what I just said? Oh, Stephen, thank you for not putting me on the spot this morning. You know, you know, you're my angel. You're 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 my guardian angel. You know, you're you're always ready. I know that. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so glad that you brought up this uh, this topic of friendship this morning because I have had some really great friends in my life, you included, sir, and I've learned so much. You know, we. You said that you said something that was quite interesting. You said that you don't work that much because you have friends, and I understand what that means, um, not just in the physical realm but also in the spiritual realm. Yes. Because when we have friends that we can lean on, and we we might be going through maybe um, a tough time or 
we're trying to find the next thing to do, or we're just looking for that encouragement. It is so important to have people in place to help you along that journey and make life easier for you. And you can make it easier for them. It's an even exchange. So great topic this morning, Stephen, and, and Stephen, and thank you for who you are and exactly everything you do. And congratulations on all your success. Definitely send me the time frame when you're going to be on TV. I'd love to celebrate you. This is Linnell. I'll go ahead and mute out. Oh, that's awesome, Linnell. Linnell, if you guys haven't worked with Linnell, you should. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, Alexander, you, you wanted to share. Go ahead, brother. No, I, I love the topic of conversation that we're having. I love that we're talking about friendships and relationships all week. I think it's, it, it's so imperative. And one thing that I felt that you said, I mean, everything you said was exceptional. I love, first off, I just love hearing the stories of your life. It's just fun. <laughs> like you got to see Mick Jagger naked. You got to make help, you know, Andrea Botticelli's ma, uh, wife make 50 million, like just cool things to like be able to say you've done. Um, but you know, case in point with my life specifically, I went into business with my best friend and, um, for the first three years that we were in business together, it was really tough. We would fight about things that we would never normally fight about. And we had to have a conversation about a year and a half ago and realized we are excellent best friends, but when it comes to business partners, our viewpoints are so different. And I'll be honest, he is a overpromise, underdeliver kind of guy, and it would tick me off. He's not like that in real life, but he would do that, and it would make me so angry at him. And I would call anyway. Long story short, we had to decide that we were great best friends. We were okay business partners. Let's focus on the friendship, and let's focus on the areas of business that we each could handle and not kind of cross over each other. And it was a necessary conversation. Since that oh, conversation, yeah. not only is our friendship flourished, we're closer than ever, our business has flourished. And the key is this, we are enjoying what we're doing in business every single day. Amen, and brother. Stop Amen. having that kind of difficulty. Does that make sense? So I love it. Hell yeah, that makes sense. I mean, look, look, look at Lane and myself. Lane's 33, I'm 54. Uh, you know, he's, he's a completely different world than I'm, than I'm from. And we roll, man. We, we're tight. We talk every day like two teenagers. You know, it's like, and we've been doing this for four years. We do everything together, you know, but business as well. Sometimes in business, it's like, yo, that's not going to work. And I, and he'll tell me that too. He's 33. I, I could say, dude, I'm 54, but I don't. I'm like, okay, why doesn't it work? And then we go into the, to the, to the leadership part of it. And we start asking questions and getting solutions. Like, don't just tell me something's not right. Don't tell me something's not good. Give me a solution. Right. And so, yeah, it's, 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 that's where the morals and principles come in. Love it, Alexander. Bobby, you wanted to add something? Yeah, again, like I'll be brief, and I thought what you said was interesting. Um, but just to add, and I, I, you know, I, I think some some people know, some people may not, but like I, like so I, when I started getting on television when I was a teenager, and as soon as that happens, your life changes. Even if you're not like Brad Pitt or like everyone in your circle knows, and it's not something that happens to everybody. And everybody treats you differently. And the more press that you get, the more differently you're treated over and over and over and over again. And I think that that is why these, you know, once you, the more famous you get, like your, your world is upside down all the time. And the yeah. number of people who are going to come at you, it's, it's really disappointing. I agree. 
um, you know, I, I mean, I, I wasn't famous, but I was really well known uh, in Germany because of my my book. And then I did TV, I did MTV, I did I was news anchor, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, but you know what happened was um, that I, I stuck to my core principles and values, and I could see immediately when someone was there for them or someone was there for me. And it was just a simple, hey, nice to meet you, see you later kind of thing. You know what I mean? Bobby, so it depends a lot on these people. There's a lot of people sell their soul to get famous. They sell their soul to, to, to get on TV. And I, you know, I never did that. And I, and I never would do that. So it has, it comes down to that personal choice. Like what, what are my values and, you know, my values and principles, right? Love it, Bobby. All right. We got time for a couple more. Hey, hey Steve. Hey, go ahead. Good morning. So, well, this is perfect. First, there's that um, song that goes, I've got some famous friends where I come fat from back in Rutherford third county I think it is you know they're second to none so famous friends can be anywhere but it's perfect that today is Daryl Dawkins birthday may he rest in peace and he is my ex-boyfriend and he taught me so 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 many valuable lessons there isn't enough time for but one of them is you know people remember how you make them feel wherever we went people would stop them and he was always 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 so kind would stay the last at any event we were at an event with Randy Moss, Roy, Roy Jones Jr., Warren Sapp, all these famous people. They ducked out the back and broke the hearts of kids. Um, he stayed with Derek Brooks, signed all the autographs. He was like that everywhere he went. Later in life, he became the international ambassador for the NBA, played basketball with presidents. And, you know, now you don't hear of Randy Moss much, but he would even compliment the waitress on her lipstick. And people loved him everywhere he went. It doesn't matter how big how famous you remember where you came from remember how you got there and treat people kindly Amen. that's my share love thing. it love it thank you so much i know there's someone else blinking there alan alan gafor are you there i'm not sure i can't find you in the room anymore but anyway okay sorry i guess he's not there anymore okay so who would like to add right before we end out we got four minutes left let's keep it short sweet and to the point who, who's, who's really up next the way you said um steven how you yeah address the many colors of your friendship. It wasn't all one cookie cutter version. Um, no. When you spoke about how, you know, you look where you can add value and that space is created for you, your gifting does make space for you. But the way that you addressed that was very beautiful because a lot of people feel like if someone doesn't look like me, they don't sound like me, they don't have the same, you know, ideals that I'll have, then I can't be their friend. And that's such a waste because when you can open yourself to be available to people and vice versa, and the many colors that they provide, it creates a beautiful tapestry all over your life. And so I just love the way that you addressed, I mean, you went from, you know, a world renowned like a opera singer to Mick Jagger to, and it, it, being a vet myself, I know that there are places that my job can take me that other people would never know, but I don't have to advertise that. I just look at, the spaces that that affords for me to be in and try to gain as much as I can from that. And so that was one thing that I did pick up from what you said. So thank you so much for that share. Hey, Tiffany, thanks so much. And thanks for your service as well. I uh, really appreciate it. I just followed you and followed you on Instagram. Let's chat. Yeah, who knows? Because we, we got that 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 vet, veteran NFT project e ecosystem. It's just pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big. So might be able to do something there. Who knows? All right, we got a couple more minutes. Hey, Steven. Two minutes. Who wants to add some value today? This is Kate. Steven, hello. Kate, add some value. How you doing, girl? I'm good. Listen, I just wanted to share because, first of all, I love your interviews, but I love when you just go off on a topic because I, I could just listen to you all day. And I just <laughs> want to say, 
whether it's here or just on the phone with you, you have such a, um, like no attachment, which is so beautiful. You have no attachment to how a relationship should look. And I think a lot of people, we think, oh, I want to meet this person because I want to get into business with them, or I want to do this with them instead of just coming from a place of like, Hey, I just want to get to know you. Let's just get to know each other. And you just don't have an attachment. Like I feel it in your energy, which is why I think you attract so many people who are just like, Hey, I just want to get to know you. Cause that's what we as humans want, right? We just want to yep. meet cool people, have great conversations. That's right. I love that. I've never even thought about that. That's freaking awesome. I love that. I'm going to use that in the next book. No attachments. That's awesome. Monica, my cousin, you were blinking. You have the last minute. Well, I was clapping because I am a person who is enthusiastic, but I love this segment. And what brought to mind for me was when you were talking about, and someone else mentioned the colors of your friendship and how each friendship is different and unique. And this also goes to the friendships we have in our families, you know, um, sometimes it's, you have to love people where they are and be their friend or be in their family and not put all your eggs into that friend or family basket because, because there are people in the world who, who are just going to be where they are. And if we, if we put conditions on them and we have all the guardrails and the guardrails on them, we rob ourselves of the ability to be with them in their true authentic self because we are bringing an expectation and an attachment to that, right? However, that being said, we also have the right and the responsibility to allow them into however close to us is appropriate based on who they are. So that's sort of a beautiful balance of you do you, boo, but you're not in my inner circle right now. And, 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 and that's okay. And that's, a, that's coming from a place of love. So thanks for letting me share, Stephen. I love you. And um, you are not only my friend, I mean my family, but my friend. And I appreciate you so much. Oh, Monica, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Can't wait. I'm, I'm in the States. I'm sure we're not going to see each other this time, but, but maybe we could have figured something out. Anyway, so that's my segment for today. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.